0: welcome back to the photo banter podcast i'm your host alex Gagne, and on today's podcast i speak with photographer ramona rosales ramona is a photographer based in los angeles california she has worked with clients such as billboard magazine espn the new york times glamour and time magazine to name a few in this interview i speak to ramona about how she got into photography her creative approach as well as how she made the jump from assisting to becoming a full-time photographer, as well as her experience shooting this year's uh, ESPN, the magazines, The Body Issue, and much, much more. Uh, Ramona is a really creative photographer who I really respect her work and have been following along for a while. So I was really excited to get a chance to speak with her. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, Ramona Rosales, welcome to the podcast. How you doing?
1: Great, awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for taking the time. I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, actually, a lot of people have requested you to be on it. Over, really? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm serious. Like a <laughs> lot of people. So I think people be excited to hear everything you've been doing. Um, been following your work for a little while now. So excited. Um, but I guess just to start off, I was kind of curious, like what you've been working on lately. What's kind of been exciting you?
1: Um. Of course, the editorial always keeps us on our toes, but uh, we've we've been doing a lot of uh, key art and uh, gallery for uh, movie and TV and streaming services, so that's been really, really fun because it's like a nice bridge between the entertainment with all the editorial work, yep. but also just it's basically advertising jobs, so you have a client, you have the same, the same start to finish in terms of how, like, the pre-production yeah. and how, like... The creative process goes and how you're going to approach it and also like the delicate side of things of how you're dealing with PR and the actual talent and making sure that everyone's happy yeah. and doing that thing <laughs> but yeah those have been really fun That's they've cool. been really really fun so
0: you kind of like mixing it up and some one day it might be a little editorial portrait next day it just kind of keeps it fresh for you
1: yeah well and another part that I find is, has been interesting is that a lot of the clients on this end of stuff, they're taking on more of an editorial approach to okay. these these projects. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice that you know. And and just a side note, a lot of people that are at the. Say the streaming services, a lot of them come from editorial. Interesting. So it's there's this bridge, maybe because people knew me from that world, or they're looking to that world. And so going, like the
0: oh. so like the art directors that are working at these companies, be it whatever Netflix or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, they kind of came up as like photo editors or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of them are are coming from that world.
0: That's exciting. So they kind of understand your language and where you're coming from and things like that yes that's awesome um i guess to go back a little bit i was kind of curious like where you grew up and like how you kind of got into photography initially i guess
1: oh wow okay well i grew up in long beach i'm a california girl all right there's not a lot of people it's funny when people ask that and they're like wow there's no one originally from like la and i'm like yeah like (laughs) born and raised (laughs) and and i did i did some time in new york for a while and then um just too much of a wimp of east coast weather so yeah. i was like yeah any I, I excuse to come back home i was i was so happy i mean i love new york and i love east coast but i'm such a california girl yep. um but photography wise uh my parents were pretty young when i came about yeah. and uh they were both in college and they both were taking photography courses so they kind of would chase me around with a camera always so i was actually kind of fearful of cameras until uh i don't know probably like eight or nine years old, I, I got my hands on the Polaroid camera and just went through like burned through like two packs of film and I think the the actual little thing I did was set up a uh, a full set with my cat yeah. with a sleeping bag as, like, a backdrop and made, like, my own Friskies ad. Wow. And, and of course, like, my parents were, like, so angry because I used, you know, Polaroids are not cheap. So they're like, oh, my gosh, we used all the Polaroid film. And I'm like, but look what I made. We were so, saving that
2: for Christmas. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, our entire family
1: albums are just Polaroid, you know, because at a certain point they're like, oh, like, it cuts out the middleman. We don't have to go to the lab now. It's just here. That's funny. So, yeah. So I I, I had, like a a total love of that camera and um yeah like junior high was on the yearbook you know staff of photo editor the main photographer just like really was into it and um i think probably yeah junior high uh i had just i don't even remember what kind of camera it was um i know my first real camera was a k1000 okay, just The the pentax yeah and i remember my dad like going to like I don't know, like a Fedco or whatever, like cheesy like Kmart kind of place, and got me a on camera flash because I was gonna go to camp and I was really excited. It was the first day like I fell like in a ravine, broke broke the flash. <laughs> I was so sad. I was so proud of my new little piece of of, of equipment that I was gonna play with. So there was a lot of like little discouraging things like that that would happen but at the same time I was like no I really want to like just take pictures it was just fun yeah. and uh, yeah and then like later in junior high high school just shooting a lot of like my friends were skaters or in bands so like anytime I could go to a thrift store and find like a cheap flash and then when nerd out with some other friends that were into photography. We'd go to the camera shop and, like, like yeah, how can we, like, get these flashes to, like, work with this flash? And yeah. then, like, the, the old camera dudes are, like, oh, yeah, there's these, like,
2: peanut slaves. I'm
1: like, I want them all. And so, like, we would just do that, and there would be, like, a box full of, you know, expired 1600-speed, you know, 35-millimeter yeah, yeah, film yeah. and then, you know, just have fun with it. And so, it was, like, at shows, I was setting up, flashes like out on the stages and because i knew the band i was like oh hey can i just like put this one flash over on this amp and um i'm gonna put this one on down here and then i was like flaring the camera and like didn't doing long exposures like i was just having fun because a lot of it was of course like happy mistakes but then i knew like oh i'm gonna try to recreate this again so it was always like those kind of things that just got me excited and i think it's that same excitement that i have already still like i just i'm always like just trying to keep learning and having fun
0: that's awesome because i think yeah the early days of photography are so fun because you're just you're making so many mistakes like your flash isn't sinking right, right. and all these things <laughs> like why is why is half my film black like oh yeah so yeah, that's interesting to hear. You still feel like you're you're constantly this kind of learning and kind of evolving as you go.
1: Yeah, or taking risks like you know throwing a a, a flash into like a death box at like some yeah. real janky pool with like yeah you know you know you're digging it out in swamp water you know yeah. at the bottom of a pool or getting hit by a skateboard you know when you're on the top of like a ramp or a pool and like shattering like yeah you're really like kind of cheap but you're 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 steadfast uh, fisheye you know uh, <laughs> extension because it was like the late nineties and we all shot with. High. everybody six, <laughs> so, 16
0: millimeter totally. <laughs> i know i, I still got mine
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh,
1: oh yeah so there was definitely like that that was kind of the origins
0: that's awesome so you were actually like shooting the action of skateboarding because like looking at your work now it's a lot of portraiture based stuff like were you shooting when did portraiture kind of come in the mix for you were, were you always kind of shooting besides the action of skating this kind of the lifestyle too
1: no i was always mixing it up like yeah. you if, if i was shooting like maybe some action stuff but then you know, it would be like the journey to the the the, the, the skate spot. Yeah. Or like, you know, just us hanging around messing around or with the bands, like it'd be like the stuff before they were gonna go on and then like the after what we did. Like, it was just that's the
0: good stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think just because I was always messing around with all that stuff and just having fun and not really treating it so precious either. Like it was always those other those like light moments that I was like, Oh wow, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And it was happening kinda just naturally and you know, so I find that when I was re- reviewing the stuff I was shooting, I was like, okay, I want to try to recreate this in another way, mm. but not really conscious of it. Because yeah. I was like, by the time I was like in high school, I was going to the local city college to use their photo lab yeah. because my high school didn't have any kind of photo lab. We had a film, like a small film, program at my high school which when I was in high school I was aiming to go into film school interesting because I was playing with video too like I had like super janky over like, the
0: shoulder like the- oh yeah the, it
1: was like the, it was like the same one from back to the future it was a Panasonic and it was red and it was mini and yeah. so I would but I was like I was kind of a nerd in a way where I was always taking things apart and putting them back together to see how I can make things work. So I was like, you know, trying to, you know, overlay music on things and, you know, just any way I could reverse engineer it and try to just make it a little better for me. of course, you know, much to the chagrin of my family, Yeah. but I get it from like my dad because he's a, he was a mechanic. So I kind of grew up in a garage and just, there was tools and then I was like, well, you know, I know how to like make this work and I'll do it this way. And it's yeah, my brother's the same way. It's like we both kind of like were guilty of taking things apart and putting it back together. We always worked afterward.
2: Yeah. Maybe even
1: a little more like, you know, souped <laughs> up, but um yeah, any 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 opportunity I I would take it. So yeah, I would go um use the lab and and took classes cuz I didn't really know like how to process. develop. Yeah, I wonder like I'm like how can I again, cut the middleman, save some money. Yeah. I want to process my own film. Yeah. And I had really great t- instructors there that were really like encouraging me like you know you, just, you obviously love it you should do this more and i was like yeah i don't know like I, i'm trying to be practical
2: mm-hmm. maybe i should go
1: to film school and like become an editor or like a you know,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: something like that i was like i think i think just because i was like such like a i don't know, I don't know how to describe it but i always you know would watch films i was also like a film geek and the last uh credit in a film is always like a negative cutter. And I was like,
2: oh. the negative
1: cutter? I want to be the negative cutter. That sounds like a fun job, just sitting there and cutting negatives all day. <laughs> you know? And then it was like, my teacher's like, you know,
2: Let's set the it's bar not up. very glamorous. Maybe you
1: should, like, if, if you really like that part, maybe you should be the editor. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the editor. So um, it was just, it was great, because then that turned me on to, like, Super 8 and Super 16. And we were doing, like, I was doing even skate videos with that stuff, too. So it was just crazy. Because my my teachers were like, oh, well, we we have this equipment, but there's no way for us to process the film. If you want to take the camera out, like, go for it. And it's like, okay, let me see where I can find the film. You know, it was just...
0: Just, always like
1: kind of he having fun with it. Totally having fun with it. Yeah well, and yeah.
0: <laughs> was it like your family supportive of, of you kind of uh, getting into photography or like what did they think? Cause like you know I know some people's families <laughs> like what are you doing? Like you got to get like a nine to five. Like- yeah
1: yeah no they they've definitely encouraging. I my my mom my mother's mother um, she later in life was a, a painter so mm-hmm. she always was encouraging art like she also was good for. Uh, she got me a subscription to National Geographic at a pretty young age and always re- re-upped my subscription. So I had that. And then I think my mom, I don't know if she got me the subscription, but my mom was a librarian okay. at, uh, at Cal State Long Beach. Or She worked in the library at Cal State Long Beach.
2: Yeah.
1: And she would she worked in the periodicals department. So I had basically the entire magazine world at my fingertips, and I would go visit her. On certain days of the week or on the weekends, and just sit there and look at magazines, and um, and then the old ones would get trashed. And I, w- she was like, "Which ones do you want me to keep?" So she'd always bring me back like of a- W or like you know all these beautiful fashion magazines from Europe and things yeah. like that. So my entire bedroom was like it was like Pository. skating <laughs> and and punk rock and then fashion. <laughs> it was just it was so weird. <laughs> like, like, what is
0: this girl into? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was
1: mostly just like photography. I mean, even like the the actual like skating and the the the. The punk rock stuff, or the music stuff, it was actually because the photography was really beautiful, and mm. I and I probably again subconsciously had it there, but I I think I looked at an old photo from my my high school bedroom and was going like, wow, okay, like I <laughs> guess I i am i haven't changed much yeah like it's the same kind of stuff i would typically like still tear out of a magazine and tack onto my inspiration board so it's just yeah
0: were there like any photographers you really like looked up to or kind of were inspired by like early on
1: oh god like all of them all of them it's like
0: it's like the the toughest question yeah yeah
1: yeah but there was um there's of course like i think in terms of like the black and white stuff, like the gray gormans and oh, the yeah. herbrit stuff, like I, I think because it was so um, graphic in terms of like their value and everything, and I didn't understand that stuff. I mean, my, my block and my photography the first few years was like this girl no, believes in no value, or I just wasn't processing right. Like whoa, that, the water definitely was way too warm. <laughs> so it was just like things like that, and then you know trying to. You know, just absorb as much as I could and then hopefully let it translate somewhere. I mean, it it definitely like is in like in the DNA at this point of just like, you know, hearkening back but a lot of like inspiration wasn't just photography it was a lot of it was coming from cinema because again i was like a total fo- fo- like film geek and okay. i loved like hitchcock and like i mean hitchcock's wife was like the pr- premier editor of, you know she's just the best so i always was just like okay like if i could frame things like that that's okay then i would be okay or um kubrick i mean like anything like that and like and then kubrick ties into like the special effects stuff where i'm like let me see how i could like yeah Make some crazy thing to make this effect, and no one will figure out how I did this, or like, or I who cares what they do, but it's like, you know, it's gonna involve like a lot of scotch tape and glitter, and you know, probably you know, a firework in the background or something just to make that kind of intense light or something.
0: That's awesome because it's like looking at your work, you I don't know how you do it, but like, you'll have like these like dreamy, like, there might be a portrait, and there's like, purple like light like lights just going down their face and it's just like (laughs) it's just all is it still this like kind of trial and error and this kind of experimenting and like absolutely yeah
1: yeah I'm like I'm also like a big fan of just like any Well, now that we have all these other technologies with like cheap LEDs and other type of lights that i I've, well, i will anything i'm like people must think i'm deranged because i'll go to like even like a target and there'll be some like little girls clippy that lights up and i'm like oh and i'm like holding it up to my 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 eyes really <laughs> close and going like oh yeah that's gonna look great like right in front of the lens and like it just but that's that's kind of stuff i'm like always looking for that stuff and also like going to swap meets and i'll find old glass and like yeah. Other like weird things that I could either reflect Shoot into or bounce it. off of. Yeah, yeah, it's there's there's so many yeah. ways to go about it, and and that's why it, it makes it exciting because I'm like I I know I haven't even scratched the tip you know or the what do you, I forget the figure of speech but yeah, yeah like no, the yeah. It, I, it's, I, yeah I have I, I I'm it's just exciting because there's always. You know, and with that way. and
0: with that stuff, like, are you doing like a lot of testing when you use these kind of like different lights uh, that you're finding? Like you say, like a target. Will you like test that stuff before you bring it to like a like a commercial shoot? Where because like you shoot a lot of celebrities and stuff, so I would imagine <laughs> yeah. a lot of times you get five minutes and like yeah. you can't be like tinkering around. Yeah. So it's a lot of like testing it before you get there.
1: Definitely, I, I test a lot of it, but there's definitely been projects where. Um, whether the project was last minute or there's uh, other factors that um, sometimes we can't test it, but then I'm like, you know what? We have this much time. We have to get um, these three setups for that the client has requested. Yep. If there's time, let me give it a go on these. Okay. And especially if it's a client that trusts me and that knows that I'm like, look, it may not be successful. But we'll get something out of it. And yeah. then if there's the other layer of like you hope that that talent is like you could show them like this is how it's going to look. Yeah. Like we'll have a mood board out or something like that. And then they're like, okay, okay that's kind of weird. And why then, do you have all
0: these flashlights Yeah, in my and face. Then there's <laughs> like all these things happening. And
1: like why are the assistants like holding torches? And you're like, don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: it's going to look dope. It's going to look amazing. And then
1: once you show them, they're like. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Like, keep going. So, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, like the the, uh, the one you're referring to with like the purple, those, the like. purple. I I tried that with a model. That was actually a test. And then I wind up shooting Jordan Peele, uh, for New York Times like later on. And I had um I was supposed to be given, uh, 15 minutes. We wind up getting I think eight. Wow. But I squeezed like three or four different <laughs> things within that time. And of course, in like. A dingy, tiny little hotel room, and and we're blacking out the windows. And there's like, you know, there's like a balcony, and you're like, okay, we have to make this totally pitch black to make this work, and it worked. And you know, and like the, the sh- you know, it's a New York Times, so I can't retouch it. It's it is what it is. So yep. it's like we we had fun with it, but it was yeah. I wouldn't have maybe tried it if I knew that it wasn't going to be successful because to burn two minutes that I could apply yeah. another effect, but yep. it was you know totally worth it. Okay, Okay.
2: sorry boo do you want me to it's all right okay (laughs) um
0: do you like enjoy that pressure though or are you like what's like your mood on a shoot like that are you like stressing out are you more this like honed in or like is it something you've gotten better at like
1: i think definitely like i have gotten accustomed to in my my on the surface i'm super like chill always good vibes my team's really like super chill and like fun um you know try to if the pr person comes in try to talk to them like here's what to expect this is the time i understand this and that or if like we can buy some time um because if you're stressed out or you're kind of bugging out on set like that that juju is gonna like spread to everyone oh yeah and I think it's just I I don't know I, I in the inside I might be like totally like screaming or like freaking the fuck out but like otherwise the from the surface I'm That's good. chillax.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: that, that's cuz you're a pro Ramona. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, what, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that's what I put
1: out there right now. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so like once you got out of high school like what was kind of your next move? Like did you at that point did you know you wanted to pursue this as pursue this as a career? Like did you end up studying this in college or
1: yeah, so I, I, um, another friend of mine, he got, he applied to a couple different schools, and I wasn't sure, I was really hoping to go into film, um, and was, like, doing some classes still at the community college for photography, but also film, uh, as well as at Cal State Long Beach, because so my mother worked there, and I was yeah. able to, like, kind of work within the departments, and... I just wasn't, I didn't feel like it was a good fit, so I, um, I was like, you know what, I'll try applying to some of the art schools and the photo schools, and I, um, I got accepted to Art Center, which was great, but I didn't have the money, Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so, yeah. so I wind up taking a, a couple years off to save money. Uh, and I mean, just worked regular jobs and scrolled away and scrolled away and still really didn't grasp the fact that like I was not going to have the money I needed yeah. to go there. So um, I saved enough for the first term and uh, and then I just kept applying. Like I made friends with the financial department and was like, it's hey, smart, it's smart. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hey, like you just let me know, like if you know that there's a, a grant or, or a scholarship or anything that could apply to me uh, I'm going to just come in every week and stalk you guys, you know, like bring them cookies and like anything I could. And I was working two to three jobs while I was in school and also like doing a long commute because I couldn't live in Pasadena while I was going there. I was like living really far. So it was just kind of making it work and just was lucky with some decisions I made, um, and was able to complete it. Now, I, I don't necessarily think I, I, possibly needed to go to the school but i did get a lot from it and a lot of a lot of those things weren't just like the technical elements to it it was uh the relationships i made and also the exposure in terms of the other disciplines at that school i was just hanging out and doing like crazy film classes yeah and um
2: come here This will be fine (laughs) um
1: and and you know using using the Every resource that the school offered, yeah. I used it 1 million percent. Like just the labs, the studios, the equipment, um, the equipment yeah, um, the library, just anything I could get my hands on. And and got a lot of inspiration from other People, means within yeah. the school. So that was great. Um,
0: what kind of stuff were you shooting while you're going to school? Was it always portraiture or what, like, did you, in the back of your mind, was it always kind of your goal to be shooting, like, editorial and, like, kind of the stuff you're doing now? Or is that this kind of come naturally? Or?
1: Yeah. No, it was definitely, like, the editorial stuff is what I was, or the, at least the, the, the editorial that was happening at the time. This was, like, like the Rolling Stone of, like, late 90s, Mm-hmm. early 2000s of with all the David LaChapelle and the Mark Seliger and, and what like Annie Leibovitz was doing. Like those are the things that I was like, wow, I love these like setups. They're amazing. There's this color Production. and just like most Yeah. Everything that I was like, oh, this is so good. I want to do it so bad. <laughs> but you know, when you go to a school like that, it's, um, they shake basically all of the things you, all your baggage. So, all the approaches I would have done, I had to kind of start from scratch. And you know, when you are also slopping around a four by five for four or five terms, you don't even touch color till like fourth or fifth term. Interesting. And I was all about color. I was like, I mean, we're also like still cross processing, like you know, at that <laughs> point. And um, and it was it was a good shakeup, but I was I was a little like, oh, I'm, I I lost myself a little, and um, it wasn't until like um, about midway. I was lucky enough to uh, meet my mentor and, and the person I wound up assisting for a few years, um, Carlos Sorau. And he, wow, he that's like, amazing. basically like was inspiring me just seeing him work. So it was at that point I'm like, wow, I – I'm learning more just assisting. And I was assisting because out of necessity to make the money. Make I money. needed the money. Yeah. Um, but I was also just having a grand old time because yeah. I was learning so much just being on set and how he interact with clients, yeah. how he uh, prepared for a shoot, and then just how he worked with, with his team. Yeah. Like and at the time, it was like um, like me, Amanda Friedman. It was Janine Lund. Um, he had like this like all ladies photo team and it was great That's cool. <laughs> um and you know it's just it was it was a good experience just to to see that still in the perspective of being in school and yeah. going okay like what's the next step yeah. and it still took me I think a lot longer than I'd hoped to like figure myself out and figure out how to maneuver in the world right out of school and also like I mean right when I graduated, I, I followed carlos to new york like he had he was based here and then he he wound up moving to new york for a while and i was i
0: wow so you was were there. assisting him in college and after kind of yes okay cool. yeah
1: for for a few years yeah. and and like it it was like a dream job because we were going all over the place and just doing <laughs> these crazy assignments and yeah. um and just having a good time like it it was like it's he's like one of my best friends so like yeah, <laughs> it's Like you're work, just gonna take it with your friends <laughs> his, his
0: work is really interesting because he's found this way to like be really artistic but still apply that like in a commercial way because sometimes like there's commercial work that this kind of looks stale and it's very this yeah. like hair and makeup and yeah everyone looks perfect but like i don't know how he does it but he's kind of blended the both worlds i looking at your work it seems like you've somehow been able to do that too you know
1: yeah, I'm not sure like how, where, like where it comes about, you know, it's, it's, um, that it, that's, yeah, uh, I've, I've never like thought of it in that way too. But yeah, it is like...
0: Because it's like the hardest thing as a photographer and I always ask people this is like finding your voice because like when I look at one of your photos, I can tell it's yours because there's this like, uh, when I look at it the way I perceive it, it's, there's like this dreamy quality quality to it and like you love colors and like we were saying before, playing with all different types of lights And did it, like, kind of take you a while to find your voice and, like, kind of what you are, you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I definitely, I could look at old work and go, like, okay, I could still see a common thread. Mm -hmm. And it's usually, yeah, it's usually the colors. I'm, I cannot run away from colors. It's, I mean, other than, like, there's be times I'll do, I'll be a a few, uh, a few projects and I'll, I'll... scroll down the Instagram feed and go like oh god there's a lot of beige there and kind of have a freak out and I'm like it's beautiful and creamy and I I like it but oh man there's not enough color here like I need the color in my life yeah. and um I think it, the voice and and um I guess yeah, I have never I've never been able to figure out like when exactly like I was able to like oh yeah that's me
0: it just happens it kind of just happened
1: yeah and um and when, it, oh and, yeah go for it and
0: when and when you're getting start to get hired and you're shooting stuff for these big magazines and things uh do you feel like you need to like s- s- stay consistent in what you've been giving them or do you feel like you can still just try new things and because uh, like people after a while like martin Schuler has this look and mm-hmm. so on this this looks and because like you as you know in commercial and editorial photography a lot of times it feels like they want to put people in a box like (laughs) do you still feel like open to like just try new things or
1: well no definitely and it, you know and there's 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 two parts to that so i think it's important that you establish your style because if you want to be hired for Mm -hmm. something you know people want to identify Mm -hmm. you to that go like oh yeah they have this specific thing this way you set yourself apart from everybody else but I am constantly evolving and that's just for my own like sanity Yeah. because like, yeah, I, I could definitely do something like someone can point at something I did 10 years ago and go, Oh yeah, we want, we want to do this. And maybe inside I might be a little like heartbroken that, Oh, you don't like my new stuff, but it's not that it's just that they've associated me with, you know, either whether it's, um, the, the, the lighting approach or, oh, yeah, you, you shoot this comedy stuff. We want it to be kind of funny. And yeah. it's like, okay, even though I might have in the last year maybe shot a bit more serious people or have done some serious more projects yep. that I maybe gravitated towards right now just because that's where I've grown to. Mm-hmm. But I still love all the other stuff and I still do that other stuff. Yeah. And it's still a part of me. Yep. Um, but I think it's, it's finding that balance between – evolving and as an artist and 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 still being excited and trying new things versus oh i've established a brand i have to stay on brand and and that way i could have people still hire me because it's it is it's 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 important and and people ask me like what 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 would you what's the advice and i'm like (laughs) definitely trial trial and error and error (laughs) and 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 but you know Yeah, I have to. I I, I would if I didn't. If I didn't keep trying new things and trying new approaches, I would definitely like
2: burn out. yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: And and there's definitely clients that like they want they want a certain thing. So like I said, like I'll I'll try to carve out time or try to design a set in a way where I could incorporate. Some other element, whether it's a really simple approach that just gives me a little, a little oh, okay, that was cool.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: or and if it doesn't happen, I'm not gonna be like totally heartbroken. Yeah, I've definitely have had clients um, fairly recently, an editorial client that's great, and I love them, and they're giving me super great subjects. And the first assignment they gave me um, early this year, I I did some experimental stuff mm. with, and the uh, the 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 junior of uh, editor who had hired me she's like oh we love this stuff and everything else uh, but we, we can't wait to show our photo director yeah yeah and then the photo director actually like we started having a conversation after she had gotten back and she's and she's like yeah this stuff's really great um we want you to shoot this other person in a couple weeks but but uh, can you not do any of your like experimental fuzzy stuff we it just it just doesn't work for did us did you
0: like take that like person for a
1: second that i was like oh god that <laughs> hurts so much because like i loved the results that yeah, i yeah. got us of stuff and i went up using that stuff for my my personal – and they, they wind up using a bunch of the fuzzy stuff, you know, air quotes, <laughs>
2: um,
1: for, for like, my book. Um, but – and they, they use it in the magazine. But they uh, the rest of the, the – the last two times they've hired me, that was, like, four times ago. Yeah. Um, She always – by the way, none of the fuzzy stuff.
0: None of the fuzzy stuff. <laughs> and I'm just stuff.
1: like, oh, the experimental stuff. And I'm like, okay. okay, Like, and just, you know, and I'm not going to – I don't have an ego. Like I, I, I do have it. We all have an ego, but yeah. I'm not going to be like all butt hurt because I'm like, well, I'm not going to work for them because they won't let me do my thing. Yeah, they're they're giving me access to people that is going to build my book and hopefully get me some cooler job that I could get fuzzy with, yeah. you know, and, if I and, really want like, to. and
0: they're hiring you to with they're hiring you for your skills and to help them execute their vision.
1: Absolutely. So
0: it's like yeah. I it's like one for them, one for me. Like, exactly. like, if I, yes. if I got, yes. him, it, Like you said, like, if you got <laughs> enough time at the end, we can mess with the fuzzy stuff.
1: Right, right. <laughs> well, and especially like with this type of magazine, and this is like another like yeah. thing I talked to with some of my assistants that, you know, they're starting out and everything else is that, you know, this type of magazine, usually I would be a little bit more like, well, actually, you're not paying me enough oh. to not do my fuzzy thing.
2: Yeah. In fact,
1: I'm paying out of pocket at the end of the day to do your shoot. yeah, But I have to draw the line in terms of the way I approach that because I don't want to burn that bridge. Yeah. I do enjoy the assignments they're giving me. So it's that like I'm making, this is not the, the, the hill I want to die we're, on. We're bartering you know? here.
2: It's yeah, like-
1: so I'm willing, and because I was willing to not argue it, yeah, yeah. they've given me more assignments and yeah. I love what I'm getting out of these assignments. And, and yeah, I might be doing some fuzzy stuff that they're not seeing.
0: That's my new favorite term, fuzzy stuff. <laughs> 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 so
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Because like, well, you know, if, if I throw in an extra shot, I'm not. I could yeah. edit it out of the edit, and yeah, it's, yeah. you know, and and eventually I could put it in my book if I want to. But you know, it's it, and I, that can't that may not totally be ethical, but it is because it's on my dime. So
0: yeah. yeah, just be easy to work with. I think is like an important thing in this business. Yes, it's like don't you
1: want to have a good impression? Yeah. You want to. To keep you want to keep things loose you know like even when it comes to I mean editorial is one thing because like even though I have a rep um majority of the editorial goes directly to me even though I loop them in because they're doing the billing and everything else but for the most part even editorial jobs I'm seeking them out I'm going on the meetings and doing it because my rep is really focused on just the um the, the advertising and the commercial work Yep. so that there's that line with editorials because usually with commercial work it's my rep that's talking yeah, it, the, the money work or the the bad talk and that way when i'm talking to the creatives it's just creative i'm just not talking to those logistics i don't i don't i don't bring the bad news yeah, i yeah. only bring the happy <laughs> the happy stuff so with editorials sometimes yeah. you got to you're the bad guy and i and i really try to always keep it on the creative level yeah. and if there's something that's like a budgetary thing or something that's Kind of painful. I'll tr- then I'll loop in my rep like, can you just tell them that this isn't possible? And, yeah. and I think the thing I
0: learned is like, there's a way to do it. Like you inside, you might be like, fuck this, this is such bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah. But
0: you just have to be like, chill, and just have a conversation about it, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so when you're like, how did you kind of break away from like assisting your, your assisting Carlos and things like that? Like, I think that's a thing a lot of photographers struggle with is like breaking off and making this a full-time job because like as you know it's easy to get one job but the hard thing is maintaining a career and getting consistent work where you can actually do this as a living was it like a gradual transition for you from assisting to shooting or what was kind of that like transition i guess
1: well there was two there was two transitions because um just a tiny backstory um i graduated two weeks before nine eleven, mm. and then went to new york like right after that so rough it was it was a Definitely a, a crazy transition. And let's just say in the last what eighteen years, nineteen years, eighteen years. Um, that it's been completely nonstop in terms of the way our industry has changed, mm-hmm. not only just with like how editorial and everything is like we've we've transitioned into the digital world and everything else. at the time, too, we were we were transitioning from film to digital. and then how there's no standards in terms of how we are like, uh, parrots, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> LA. <laughs> <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> um, so there's this, you know, this there was constant just evolution and trans and 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 just things changing, and I have never been able to even see like an. uh a foundation or a standard to to look at yeah. you know it's not like you know when even when i was in school like people were talking about like the golden days of the 80s and like the 90s of just like budgets and this and that Tra- and, it, and yeah that. and now it's it's in it's, nothing's it hasn't changed in the 18 years at least since i've been out of school where i'm like oh wow like i feel comfortable there's no comfortable no. like it's it's just always changing yeah. so um I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. What was it? No, we were talking
0: about your transition from from Okay, so
1: so I followed Carlos around for a few years, and what was great about my experience with him as well was, and and I I probably the other uh, people who worked with him the same, that he was always very understanding and encouraging of us seeking out actual photo work, and if we did have a shoot or something. A, like, yeah, you 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 might have been booked on this as assistant, but if you can replace yourself with
0: wow, someone who's as good. What a guy.
1: And then also like, oh, and you need do you need an extra camera or you want to grab a light? Like wow. it was always like super, super encouraging. And then um always you know, gave me great advice and everything else. So it, it was it was nice to have that. So if you ever get to get paired up with someone like that, especially if someone that you already were a huge fan of their work. Yeah. Like I had saw him speak at my school when I was in first or second term and I was also an extremely shy, shy, shy person. So I didn't want to go up to him after the end of the yeah. thing and be like, oh man, I'm like total fangirl. Like everyone, you know, I you know, I didn't even, I didn't even really know about assisting at that point either. I'll Whatever you do. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and
1: then I happened like a like a month or I don't know, like maybe a month after, I was at um a rental house and the guys behind the counter, because I was like, always friendly to everybody, still am, just like, try to ever know everybody at the houses. And they're like, oh, hey, like, we know you like Carlos. He's right there. He wants to introduce you. And I'm like, um, Pressure. um, okay. And, you know, just, and just totally can't talk. And Don't be and, weird. Don't
2: be weird. I know. It's basically what I said. And then I was
1: like, oh, I like your stuff. You know, just really uh, awkward. And, um, and he was just like, well, he's like, oh, do you sis?" And I'm like, and I hadn't really, and and I'm like, yeah, totally. And uh, he's like, well, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, uh, assisting you. And he's like, totally. Like, gave me his phone number. And I was like, sweet. Like, it was, is that easy? Yeah. But um, but yeah. No, but that was that was a great experience. So he allowed me to just, he was flexible at least because I needed the assisting work for sure to mm-hmm. like pay for the portfolios and pay for the paper and the film and and testing like if we were testing and maybe we had like a studio or something like he'd be like oh if one of you girls want to like do a test like ahead of time like you know we'll do it like or take a light and stuff like that so it was great because um it really helped me build my work and build everything up going um and then I started to work more so then I was able to kind of like
2: that slowly
1: transition.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then as soon as I really kind of get going with my work, everything else, bam, the recession hits. Uh, so, um, again, it was like, well, I still have expenses. I got to pay for these school loans. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and, and, um, so I went back with Carlos for a little bit and was working on his production team. Okay. So that way I was I was even though it was actually a harder job. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: and he had grown exponentially in terms of the type of stuff he was working on, the and type and of and Yeah, and like we are also just starting to do um, both photo and video just and directing. start a production company. And I was also doing post production for editing. Like editing, I was back to my like original thing. I was editing and doing um, every. I mean, what was nice too is with when the earlier the, the earlier production team, uh, we all wore many hats. Mm-hmm. And so I, even though I might have been like a production manager, or a production coordinator on one project, I was an AC on another, or I was the first AD on another wow. thing, and then I was like an editor, and then I was doing special effects. Yeah. And, like-
0: so it probably sucked to like go back to like assisting. You're like starting to shoot, but. It- probably now you're probably glad you got that experience to kind of work more on it oh stuff. yeah
1: no definitely definitely and i was still working mm. i never stopped working yep. it was just the work had like oh, so really sorry. slowed down and trying to balance that like okay i still got to build my book i still got to do tests i still got to take any editorial that comes and in and the
0: staying in the game photography yes. even if you're if you're this in the community and this scraping whatever you can just yes. to be in the mix right
1: absolutely so it was it was all great experiences and I did that for a couple years until like things started to pick up again and um, and then I am here now it was (laughs) it was definitely like slower go in terms of like my transition from school to where I'm at now like I look at other people and go like oh man like they they just like jumped right in and I was like BAM they're like ballers now and they've only been out of school for like two years and then I'm like how has it taken this long for me to even just be here, but I'm also like thankful because I feel like I'm able to like really see the growth mm-hmm. and hopefully that I could see this still happening five ten fifteen yeah. I mean who knows really how things are transitioning and where we all stand but yeah. it's it's definitely like kept me on my toes so.
0: did, you, did you ever have like times of like doubting yourself that like this would work like like did you because like as you know this is a really competitive business and there's a lot of ups and downs you can be busy one month busy the next and the older you get there's more and more <laughs> expenses to life it seems like so, uh, so was there ever like a moment or were you always just like dead set like i'm a photographer i'm gonna make this work somehow
1: Um, I think it's a combination of both. I definitely, I am the best at self-doubting, um, or I've definitely gotten better about it, but, um, no, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you, I wake up every day and I go, do you still love this? And then I'm like, yeah. Mm. And, and, and I just make it work.
2: That's awesome. And
1: I've just, I've, I've made a lot of like, I think I've been lucky in certain parts of certain decisions I made. And then also just very, um, practical in decisions that, you know, I, I, it's that whole, like, I mean, <laughs> more money, more problems, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. like I, I just, I don't, don't do things extravagantly in terms of my lifestyle, <laughs> um, and really put a lot back into the work because yeah. I enjoy it so much. You so, just want to keep shooting. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever's going to facilitate that and, and, and when it is slow, <laughs> cause it, there's that roller coaster, um, I try to use that time. I try to either do personal work. I do fine art stuff. I have a gallery and like I'll try to enrich the whole thing because even if I'm doing a fine art project or a personal project, that is getting injected into the commercial work because I'm able to try things I may have not have normally tried yeah, in yeah. that world and then, and vice versa. Yeah. So it's, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's, there's doubt all the time. And it's so what I was just talking about, like, there's been no standards. There's nothing for us to, like, aim for. No, nah. There's not, it's just like, yeah, you can, even if you look at people that have storied careers, yeah we will never have a career like them because we don't live in that time that they did. It was just that also that luck of being in the place and the time that they were mm-hmm. and just that they had the talent and the wherewithal to do it. Yeah. Like it yeah, it's, a,
0: it's a different time. It'd be interesting to see where things go. Um, so like when you started shooting, like who are some of the first clients you were working with? What are kind of, are there like any shoots like early on that kind of stick out in like particular kind of memorable or anything like that? uh
1: Uh, yeah no definitely um and it's funny because i um i work with bust magazine so i I think at this point it's uh we're almost like at 17 or 18 years i've been working with them Mm -hmm. and the one of the i think i had done a couple shoots with them before but they gave me one of my first big covers and it was with tina fey okay and um Tina wasn't really that known. She she was she was like the head writer at SNL at the time. She was promoting Mean Girls because you know she was starring in it, but also wrote it. And um, this was her first magazine cover as well. And and it's funny because like that shoot, I um th- their budgets are very 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 low. Mm-hmm. But I was so excited to do this cover. I flew myself. out. I think it was in L.A. at the time. Even though I was I was back and forth in New York in L.A. because. Um, Carlos always kept his apartment here and I kept my my place here too. So okay. I would just, And I would just stay with him nice. when we were working out there. Yeah. Um, so I was bouncing back and forth. I I think either we had, either I piggybacked it on a job that Carlos was flying us out for or I had paid, f- like got a really cheap ticket to fly myself out, but I crashed at Carlos's. And then, um, I mean, so scrappy. These things were so scrappy. Yeah, I think yeah. like, I had like, I rented one pack and a, he- a couple heads and yeah. then my, one of my best friend was, assisting me on it, and then um, I went across the street. At the time, the offices for Bust were, like, on 5th and, like, 23rd, or or, no, 5th and, like, 14th, and I ran up to 23rd, and there was, like, a restoration hardware, and I bought these, like, velvet curtains, just so I could return them, like, three hours later after the shoot, but bought these curtains. The office, I want to say, was at the creative director's house, and we used her dining room table, (laughs) (laughs) I hung these curtains and, like, quickly steamed them with, like, the wardrobe stylist steamer and laid it on there. And um, the one prop I brought from L.A. was this beautiful vintage typewriter. It was this red Italian typewriter. And um, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm trying to tie in this thing that she's a writer. And we were going to do this, like, kind of 50s pinup feel to it. Yeah. And I think I shot a total of um, six rolls on the RZ. And... Beast
2: uh, of a camera. Oh, a beast, a beast, <laughs> but I,
1: oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, and she, she, well, we did, we had her do some with her glasses without. But I'm like, but your face is so iconic with the glasses. Let's try to keep them. But I think the one we actually used for the cover, she didn't have her glasses on. But she, I gave her the typewriter. And originally we we're like just having her do these like really coy little poses, and um, and she's wearing this little bathing suits. a very it's a very uh like 50s uh, 50s kind of pinup yeah and um but then at a certain point she picked up the typewriter and i'm like oh my gosh it looks like an accordion and she's like okay and then she kind <laughs> of so did the, did the poses the- like an t- accordion and that's what we wind up going with um but then uh, she you know she wrote her book about uh i don't know eight years ago or so bossy pants and she actually gave us a shout out wow. about you know that she had been photographed by like the biggest photographers and for like Vanity Fair and Vogue and everything else uh, for covers and she's like but one of my favorite shoots was like this scrappy little feminist magazine and I would think it was in someone's kitchen and and they didn't retouch it but I didn't really need it because the lighting was like poppy and fun and, and like you know like, like these crazy girls just did this thing and she's like I felt like myself and this and that so that was most memorable and then um, a few years ago Bust had their uh, I think their 100th issue it was like their iconic issue wow And uh, they paired me and Tina back together 13 years after the original shoot.
0: That's exciting. And
1: this time around, it was because she was promoting Mean Girls for Broadway. So I kind of did a Broadway theme to it. And we had all these beautiful gowns. And like we made it like the theater curtain crashed on her. And um, there was a a concept I wanted to do, but um, PR shut it down. So... Tina and I kind of came up with something on set and we wind up making it as if she's like stuffing her bra with tissues and we have a tissue box involved with this gorgeous gown and she's just, you know, shoving (laughs) tissues down her chest and like, and just having fun with it, but just looking amazing and beautiful. And it was awesome to be like paired up again and having something like that. Like we're, I don't think it's kind of unique to be able to revisit a subject for the same publication and, 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 be like oh hey we did it again and, like, and your <laughs>
0: skills are now at a new level because you've had all these yeah. Experiences. That's,
2: that's yeah awesome.
1: and like definitely we did a little higher production yeah, like yeah. i i put a little bit more money into it because i'm like well, let's try to make people a little more comfortable <laughs> yeah. this time We're not not do it in a kitchen you know um, like
0: yeah <laughs> no it's awesome and like since you you photograph a lot of like celebrities and things like that um, is, like, how do you kind of deal with, like, tough personalities? Is that something you run into sometimes where people just aren't really that into being photographed and you don't have a lot of time? Is there anything you say to people to kind of put them at ease? Like, any kind of, like, advice you'd give to people that's kind of dealing with tough situations?
1: <laughs> there's definitely... You definitely have to read the room. You yeah. know, it's 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 different for every, every project. Um, and, yeah, there's definitely... So many situations that person could be having a bad day or like um, there's other like issues with like they're not loving the clothes or they're not comfortable. And I just do my best to just, hey, you know what? We both, we're both here. I'm going to make it as painless as possible. Just tell me like if you're not feeling it, but, you know, we'll keep it fast. We're going to get the stuff we need. Yep. Lay it out for them and really just kind of hold their hand through the process. Um sometimes you don't have that luxury or sometimes you have other layers of people that or it's the other people that are making it difficult. Yeah. And it's just trying to diffuse it. I I just try to you know, again, the good vibes, yep. put some good tunes on, you know, don't put the slayer on if things are getting bad. Just <laughs> Unless they
0: like that. Unless they like it, yeah.
1: Um and just, you know, and I'm also very, like, self-deprecating. So I, 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 I'm that person that's, like, rolling around the ground. And I usually wear, like, a, a jumpsuit. Okay. That, that way I'm, like, up on the ladders and just kind of a goofball. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't mean to be. It just happens. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully that, that diffuses it. And, um, and, you know, and I, I always want to make people feel like they, they know that they're in good hands. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take a photo that's going to misrepresent them, yeah. and uh, and and I want it to be genuine, but still put my mark on it. So it's just it's 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 keeping that collaborative air yeah. to things. Yeah. Um. But again, it's, it depends on the situation. But like, there's there's been plenty of times where things can get a little tense. It's but, just like
0: communication. But, yeah. Um, cause like say for instance, like you had a really cool, um, photo of Kendrick Lamar on your Instagram recently. So like when someone, like a guy like that walks in or do you kind of sit him down before the shoot starts and kind of explain what you're trying to execute and kind of walk him through it? Like, this is what we want to get, yeah. this is how long it's going to take mm-hmm. and it's just kind of communicating your idea of what you're trying to accomplish pretty much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I always make mood boards and we, we tack things up on a flat and that way we, we will be able to talk. Go like okay. we have this amount of time, we have these manner looks. Here's a few uh, uh, sheets of inspiration that we're kind of going for. And if I already have um, the test, which at this point we've already tested all the stuff, we have test shots of the assistants within that. And go like we're gonna try this. Yeah. There's be some variation here, but we'll spend about you know 10 minutes on here.
2: Yeah.
1: Then we're gonna switch camera and just move this direction, um, and really kind of walk them through it. That way. There's no surprises. They, you know, no one likes surprises. Um and and at least like I'm able to articulate like what I'm hoping to get out of it or hope what I'm hoping to that they're gonna bring and kind of invite them to add that collaborative thing. Like or, or if you have another idea or you wanna do you wanna here's some props here that we're considering. Um we don't have to use them, but if there's something that maybe
0: you think is cool or yeah whatever. like
1: you know we'll, we'll work on that and so usually that that works out because it's with you know with with that one in particular we had um
0: I think you had like some neon lights and stuff yeah it was really cool.
1: yeah and there was quite a few variations even within that setup that you know we brought in um a, ch- a painted chain link fence that i brought into the foreground and then walked him away from the wall and it created a completely different vibe yeah. um and really beautiful shot and and it was i was excited to like show him on the screen i'm like see like only a couple feet it changes at a hundred percent and he was like that's that's cool like you know and i because like that was also taking cues from like uh either a song or like something from one of the videos that he okay. recently had put out too and i'm like oh it totally has this feel of like when you're sitting in the car, and there's like these beautiful reflections happening on this glass. Like we're trying to recreate that a little bit because I really awesome. liked this framing, and so it, it's nice when I'm able to like have that time. It's, sometimes we don't have that luxury to yeah, it's, to, it's, to walk people through that stuff, but I even if it's like I have it on the phone, I'm like, okay, here's just like a couple things. We're gonna do it real quick, and um, you just let me know if, if you're feeling it or not. And yeah, then we'll yeah. move on. So no, that's it's just, smart. <laughs> and
0: have you always just like had that confidence, like because like when you're when you're running the show on one of these sets, you have the photographer. Everyone's looking to you, the producer, the mm-hmm. assistants, and everyone's looking for you to be confident and running that set is like communicating with all these different people and kind of running the show. Is something you've always been comfortable with, or did it kind of did you kind of build your confidence over time of doing it longer? Do you think?
1: It was a it was a build. For yeah. sure it was a build. It took a while for me to to get that confidence. And it helped being on the the production side of things for a while because I was the person that sometimes had the answers and then I was thrown into the the first A D role sometimes. So I had to be the person that was projecting my voice and telling people to shut the fuck up, last looks, bitches, get out of the set, you know, but finding that bridge between me and as like that production person to me having to be like, okay, everybody, we're going to do this now and not <laughs> yell at people. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And, and I always try to, at least with me and my, my team, uh, we were all really tight and we just actually worked with a bunch of new, new assistants that it was such a great experience having new people involved. And, and they were able to see how I worked and um, yeah, I just, it, it took a while to find that confidence and it was also this confidence in myself yeah. knowing that like, well, it's going to take this, this and that to get this done. So all of you better line up and do it. Otherwise, you know, if there's a weak link in there, it's going to, everything's going to fall apart. So it's just being able to like, Feel good about your team to delegate yeah. those things, to go, you know what? If I tell them to do it, this is going to happen, and if that happens, all the rest of this will happen, and then it's going to be magic.
2: Hell yeah. But
1: it's just it, that confidence, it, it is. It's It's really important, um, and it goes along with your own confidence, how you know you're going to deliver the product that the people are hoping you're going to deliver.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: but yeah, that that took a while. I, I,
0: (laughs) well, it's good. It's good to hear that. It's just like a growing process that even like looking at everything that you're doing is like really amazing that you, you had those battles like every, any other photographer, you know, (laughs) it's good. It's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. And you know, one shoot I was excited to talk to you about last year, I think you did a thing for ESPN magazine, you photographed. I think it was like the Olymp- Winter Olympics, like a few athletes or something for them. Yes,
1: that was awesome. Um, we did the entire. Well, I think we had three shoots. Uh, one was the cover, yep. but it was the the Winter Olympics uh, issue, and it was actually the first time they featured a female Olympian on an Olympics issue. Interesting. So they were like, oh, "It'll be great to get a female photographer," um, and then all the rest of the main features were female athletes so we got to shoot uh, chloe kim that was for the cover and then lindsey vaughn for one of the features and then aaron jackson who was this amazing speed skater from from florida we shot at milwaukee but <laughs> um i had just um i was got the i get the assignment of a few months after the body issue i did my first body issue that that year before okay and, and you've
0: done it a couple times now i think yeah too
1: yeah. Okay. which was amazing like i was like oh got a body <laughs> issue it's like yeah <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> and they were crazy shoes like yeah, the first yeah. body issue was crazy yeah um but the uh the olympics yeah the olympics so it was it was great because uh i'd worked with karen before and karen um, frank yes who's just the best. photo god yeah um and we had such a great rapport and great time. And she had, like, we we she introduced me to to Tim um, Rasmussen on on during the ESPN party actually for the um
2: body for issue. the body issue, yeah. and he
1: was like, hey, like. Or we're we're brewing. We're doing something like we you know we're gonna be in touch. I'm like oh, cool. Man. So um, fast forward a few months, we we do this assignment. So with Chloe Kim, she, she was not. She's big in like the X Games world, but what not big in the Olympics world because she's only at the time young. when I shot her, she was 17.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So she didn't qualify the Winter Olympics before because she was too young. Yeah. She was 13. Then I could get to be 14. Uh. So like, she hadn't done like a big photo shoot quite yet and this is the middle of july we built a a snow half pipe in studio
2: yeah
1: and um and i also had to rig her originally the the editor had approached me and she's like well we're thinking about maybe a trampoline or or something and i'm like oh i'm uh, i'm not sure about the kind of i'm pretty sure she like break her ankles if we did that so let me look into some other things. So I talked to my my set designer, and he was like, "Wow, we just did this like target ad with like a kid. We rigged him up. He was a Spider Man thing." And I was like, "Oh, a rigging? Yeah, let's do it." So
0: because you wanted to make her look like she was actually like doing an air or something. Yeah, I like, right. like a McTwist. So
1: yeah. I I had. I watched a ton of footage of her, and I was just like, or just an, oh my god, she's amazing! <laughs> she's amazing! I want to be her when I grow up. And um, I, I was like, I, I want to be true to her, because yeah, I mean, she's like, again, like coming from like X Games, mm-hmm. like world. And I had this like screenshots of all these different things. I'm like, I'd like to get this particular move. I want it to feel like it's uh, just past sunset and um and try to get her in this position and rigged up with cables and so we built this whole thing out i'm i I wish i had a pit to put me under because i was just like i mean uh, like on my Uh, side (laughs) with the camera up because i the camera could not get any lower like i had to get as low as possible because we had to keep her somewhat at a safe distance of the actual ground so there's even those crash pads and there's like spotters and everything uh, we had her rigged up I want to say about 10 feet off the ground was because she, like, pretty, still...
0: was she like pretty game about everything it's...
1: she was stoked but as soon as she got in the rig and they raised her up that thing's uncomfortable oh, yeah it's really uncomfortable so She's an amazing sport. Um, we I got it really like within the first few frames. Okay. But we kept her up there for about four or five minutes, okay. and then lowered her down just to make her rest because she was just like, "Oh God, yeah, it's Pressure. heavy." Because not only like you're holding your upper body, but you're also she's strapped onto a, her snowboard. And she's like and a little, little girl. She's and she's like... getting like, and I'm like, you gotta like twist your hips this way. It has to feel like the end of the McTwist. Yeah. So she's like, and I have to look at the camera and look pretty. So it was just like, uh, and. and <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> well, so funny you're like telling her how to do her yeah
1: trick.
0: yeah well well, because well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I'm like showing her I'm like i'm like see like we have the ipad like okay like yeah, see yeah, your yeah. arm you need it and she's like oh yeah no I want, to look, yeah. I want it to look correct
0: that's awesome so
1: i also when i rigged her back down i was like here's what we got so far and she's like okay that's looking good she's like let me just try it one more time even though i'm like honestly it's really uncomfortable i'm like i get it like if we got it we got it like i feel good about this shot so We'll give it another go and see what happens. And we got her back up there. And yeah, you, immediately you, you could see it in her face that she wasn't happy. I was just like, get her down. Like yeah. This is not going to work. We have so much other things we have to cover.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then we did the half pipe. Uh, and that was, that was. I mean, my uh, the set team on that was uh, Wooden Ladder. And, and Ward Robinson and I have been working with each other for a while. And, okay his team's amazing and i gave him all the references i possibly could and he nailed it, it. Yeah. yeah like it was great we got her on the top of it and she was she wanted to actually like take her snowboard down and i'm like don't do that please <laughs> like <laughs> it's not real snow yeah,
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. all
1: like corn you know or whatever or, or yeah. it's like the potato spuds or whatever and yeah. uh and yeah and we did like four or five other setups that day but that was a really magical shoot i i thought i was really able to like really play with my lighting chops with that too because we were um it
0: came out out great like
1: using a psych to like create that gradation and um there's not a lot of retouching in it either it's like we retouch the lines out but otherwise there's not much to that and um that's and awesome. Then, yeah, so that, that was a great issue. It was a, awesome. And then they it came out the day of um her getting her gold.
2: Wow. So it was
1: it was almost like a like I'm like, are they psychic over there at ESPN that she was gonna win gold? I mean, we were all <laughs> knew, rooting for knew. her. They knew they but, knew But like she made the cover and I was just like, This is awesome. Like yeah. this, this it was such a magical, magical project.
0: That's and, great. A couple more questions to let you go. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, what you mentioned a little bit the body issue. You shot it twice now. Um What was kind of your experience, I guess, like the first time? Was it something, were you nervous going into that? Was like shooting nudes or anything, something you had previous experience with? What was kind of your overall experience, I guess, with that?
1: (laughs) Well, this one was crazy. I I had worked with Carlos on a couple of his body shoots when I was still like on production. Got it. So I I had an idea. I had an idea and just how things go. And yeah, it's like, it's, there's a lot of limitations because not only do you have like they gotta be new, but you can't show like the naughty bits, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it can't be all butts either. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, so I had to shoot. Um, I got to shoot two guys uh, from the San Jose Sharks, and they were besties. So it was great because they had this amazing energy, and they they're used to like doing stupid things nude like i think they're
0: goofy (laughs) hockey jokes
2: yeah
1: like uh one of the guys i think actually they had to like force him to start wearing a robe in the locker room because he would just do like tv interviews totally just like free balling it so it was it was was just great because they had great energy and um we we did the pre-light and it was just like Perfect. Everything was wonderful, and then the next day we got like 30 mile per hour winds. Jeez. Everything's outside. One of the main shots was um, one of the guys has uh, an infinity pool. It was beautiful because like it just was like open sky, yeah. and then this pool. And so we had built this plexiglass platform for them to stand on and so it looked like they were on like
2: ice ice, but
1: it was and and so when we shot the test it was like a perfect mirror like wonderful no this like this was crazy i was waiting for like fish to like flip out of it because it was like a wave like a wake happening in this pool and i'm just like this is not happening and then we did a bunch of other shots where i was up on a in a cherry picker and with the wind I'm starting to get Nervous Seasick Yeah No I'm like nervous I'm gonna barf on these guys Cause I'm getting seasick up there Cause this thing's swaying And my digital tech is up there with me And he's just like Are you gonna be okay? And I'm like "I No I'm pretty sure I'm gonna hurl Like I, I I'm just like I'm gonna hurl my hat Like this is gonna happen And like the ESPN um, BTS guy's like shooting I'm just like He's gonna get me barfing On these guys Oh my god This is gonna be bad um, no, it worked out fine Um, So it was great I mean yes Like I, I think between like the only women on set were me and Karen and like these other, there's this team of girls that did beard extensions on the guys. So the concept was to kind of do almost like a, um, I'm trying to remember the ZZ, uh, Top. ZZ Top beards. Yeah. yeah. And like originally it was supposed to be like these beards and they're long enough because, you know, they have their playoff beards yep. and these guys still had their playoff beards. These were like. Pretty like impressive beards, but they got like a little extension <laughs> yep. to their beards, and that was supposed to hide the naughty bits. Okay. Well, when you get wind, the beards are just like woo, and so like so they had to kind of cover themselves because like yeah, me and Karen are just like hi, nope, like, sorry, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it was great. Everyone had a great sense of humor. It was one of those like crazy memorable shoots mm-hmm. that that went down, and um, yeah. and I'm so grateful. And then this this year. Uh, we had the the honor to shoot um, one of the I think it's the oldest woman they've ever featured, um, and uh, Nancy Lieberman. She's uh, she was actually on the Olympic basketball team, yeah. and she's actually one of, I think one of the first female NBA coaches oh, or
0: WNBA or uh, no NBA
1: oh NBA all right. yeah but I, I forget I, I think I'm getting that wrong so don't quote me on it no um, worries no worries but she's she's awesome but you know amazing big personality she was there for you know on a mission we were there on a mission she and just getting it done yeah because yeah. i was trying to do some experimental like multiple pop drag, shutter doing,
0: wait, were you doing fuzzy stuff for me? i was doing fuzzy stuff <laughs> i was doing the fuzzy stuff
1: that yes i would get in trouble with the other client but um but no they wanted me to do the fuzzy stuff like, yeah, like yeah. we want you to do you and That's i'm like awesome. cool i'm gonna bring this crazy shit and hopefully like she's into it but yeah I I forget we must have done like eight nine setups with the time we had and um that's great and and they ran a bunch of like some of the fuzzy stuff and like the other uh, the regular you know not so fuzzy stuff mm-hmm. but it it was it was awesome like I'm always anytime I get to work with Karen and like the her team yeah I'm I'm so I'm so grateful
0: no they they do, they do great work I'm interested to see what happens now that the magazine's not printing I'm, I'm, it'll be interesting you know yeah uh, It's was such yeah. a bummer to see that one I know <laughs> I mean
1: but the, I feel like you know that's a lot of that's happening and 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 we're all kind of like either rolling with the punches or seeing like what yeah what's gonna be what's gonna be the next thing and there is definitely like when one thing, Ends. And another thing kind of pops up, and I'm seeing a lot of those, you know, amazing editors that we've worked with move on to other places, and yep. and and finding these new these new platforms to show artwork and, and sure. just hope that like
2: visual
0: media is not going anywhere. It's just going to change where, where, where it lives. And I, I used to get nervous. Now i not so much anymore that you just have to get more creative and try to adapt. I think <laughs> Yeah. it's hard. <laughs> I don't have the answers. That's why I'm talking to a 12 million photographers. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's,
1: it's a very exciting time to be doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it's you know definitely keeping us on our
2: toes (laughs) well
0: ramona it's been a pleasure talking to you i guess this is my last question um you've been doing this for a while you've accomplished a lot um any kind of goals for yourself or anything you're hoping to work on in the future you think
1: Uh, i think it's just keep doing it i mean that's really what it is i mean i i i love it every day i mean yes it has its its ups and downs but um you're always trying to make time for personal work and growth yeah because it's yeah keeping keep,
0: it let's keep the train on the track exactly <laughs> exactly
1: and just reminding myself like don't get it too beige like, <laughs> don't
0: get bring it that color
1: gray. bring that color i mean the, the, those beige seamlesses i like everyone looks beautiful on them but you know give right, right. the color well
0: uh, ramona like i said i can't thank you enough his real pleasure and uh for people listening um where's the best place to check out your work
1: Oh, well, my website, just Ramonarosales.com. And it's Ramona with an A, so it's R A M O N A. And my Instagram is at Ramona Rosales.
0: Perfect. I'll link it and people will go check it out. And thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you. So there you have it. That was the Ramona Rosales interview. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it's got to take a second to thank Ramona for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with her. Like I said, I've been a big fan of her work for a while. been following along. Um, so definitely uh, go check out Ramona's website at RamonaRosales.com as well as her Instagram, at Ramona Rosales. Uh, Really amazing work. She's always posting up there uh, pretty much every day, This interesting projects and editorial and different commercial projects she's working on. Um, So definitely go give her a follow. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, as well as my website, alexganyephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexganyephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.